Hello and welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Podcast. The podcast where we talk about those movies that are true and fair. Those movies that are evil and wicked. And those movies that have no other word to call it but a brat. My name is Micah. <laughs> hey, I'm Kelly. And I'm Charles. And stuffing his face over there with popcorn oh, is Charles. I didn't mean to drop that name. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can see this, but there's popcorn all over around Charles. So I'm just excited for a, for a classic Disney uh, podcast. Yeah? You know, it's you got of... the popcorn out and you're ready to go. Well, yeah, because it's like that scene in uh, Gremlins, right? When we were all in the movie theater watching. Oh, they are watching Snow White. Yeah. You're right, and they're like, "Hi ho!" I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So you're just emulating a Gremlin. That's right. right. That's yeah. right. Isn't it obvious? <laughs> uh, and we do know that yes. This is special because you're getting your Good Bad Podcast early. Usually we wait about two weeks. Or you know? a year. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, whenever. Yeah, but, longtime fans know that we have been very inconsistent with yeah, our stuff. That's true. So even though we just did one yesterday, this is your new one right now. Yes, because, um, and we'll, we'll reveal kind of the reasons why, but we have a, a special date coming up in August that we want to try to make it to. And... Um, if you didn't know, what we're doing today is my picks, which in celebration of Charles just having a daughter, me having a daughter. And Kelly being a woman. And Kelly just being a woman. <laughs> we're celebrating Kelly being a woman. Uh, I have chosen to do Disney princess movies. Disney princess movies. Nice. I love it. Yeah. I feel like we're off to a great start. <laughs> so... Uh, I guess to clarify what I mean by a Disney princess movie, if you don't know, it's basically made by the Disney company about a princess. I know that there are, I'm not saying Disney movies at all, specifically the ones about a princess, royalty princess. And Nala doesn't count, right? Okay, so here's the big debate. Is Nala a princess? She's a queen at the end of it. Yeah, because, you know, she and Simba. But is she a princess? <laughs> because... There's only I missed one... that scene. What did I <laughs> I've seen Lion King a lot. There's only one uh, male lion in the pride. Who's Nala's dad? It ain't Scar. Yeah. Yeah, so. Hard to know. Yeah, so she could be a princess. You know, a little Game of Thrones action happening there. This took a really weird yeah. turn. <laughs> so, uh, but, you uh, remember yesterday Kelly was talking about, um, you know, the Birds ins and, the and outs yeah the ins and outs <laughs> yeah we're talking about incestuous lions i don't know you never know what you're gonna get so the movies that we picked are snow white and the seven drawers from 1937 um the little mermaid from 1989 and brave from 2009 and yes brave i do consider a disney princess movie even though it's made by the pixar company it's when pixar had assimilated into disney so, we're going to start with Snow White, 1937. And this was kind of hard to come by, wasn't it, Kelly? Y'all? It was. 100% yeah. on the legal side of things. No problem. Yes. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because, I mean, the only, the only one I had of it was a VHS. So, anyway, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs from 1937. Which one do you think that it is? Okay, so, just in your criteria of princess films... I think yes. it's I think it's your bad one. 
And uh, let me also expand on what you're saying. The criteria princess films, meaning that I'm not judging it on the quality of the film itself, because that's not fair to judge. I'm judging it on the character of the princess. So you say it's my bad. What do you say, Kelly? Um, I'm going to say it's your ugly. Snow White is my bad. Snow White is my bad. Oh, pick me, pick me, pick yeah. me, pick me. Okay, Charles, why <laughs> is it my bad? Because as a princess film and as a role model for young women, all she does is cook and clean for these seven men. That's all she does. That's all she does. That is all she does. And then a man comes along and saves her. Does That is all she does. Literally, she... Okay, so the story, the the or the synopsis here: Snow White, pursued by a jealous queen, hides with the dwarves. The queen soon learns of this and prepares uh, to prepares to feed her a poison apple. And also, I was getting thrown off because I just now realized that it's seven Snow White and the Seven D W A R F S. Wouldn't the proper English be V E S? Not in this version. Oh, okay. I read about this actually. Oh, <laughs> so. Apparently, Tolkien, when he wrote Lord of the Rings, he is the one that came up with the more modern spelling, the V-E-S. Oh, which and is Tolkien didn't accepted. write Lord of the Rings until after this. I believe so. And so, I think that's what it was. So, this was actually the more accepted form of it when this movie came out. Interesting. Well, that propels the whole movie to a new standing. I'm just joking. <laughs> it doesn't at all. So, technically, uh, this is it, it is awesome. I mean, the, way, the fact that they're able to do this, they did basically motion capture to animate this. Um, the score, I think, is beautiful. And Barbara Stanwyck did the voice of Snow White, right? <laughs> no, she didn't. Oh, was it the Queen? Which one? <laughs> no, she didn't do anything. How dare you, Charles? How dare you? So, can I say, can I say though, really quick, okay. in defense of this movie, um, well, not the movie, but of her character. Because when I was watching it, after I heard your criteria, I was like, okay, he might... I suspected you were going to say something to that effect. But in her defense, though, the only... She was kind. She was not a brat. She was a very selfless person. Um, she was a, Her job was at the castle by her evil mom, was a scullery maid. So isn't it possible to look at it like... She didn't want to be a freeloader. She was coming and staying at these people's houses, and she was like, what can I do? Oh, this is what I do. These are my skills right now. I'm a young gal. I can do this, and because she says, what if I clean for them, and they'll let me stay? Not okay. to be anti-feminist here, but, I mean, I just don't think it's like that. I totally, I totally see where you're going with that, Kelly, but my biggest thing is that through the course of the entire story, she absolutely does nothing to affect her outcome. She... And the Basically. only other female character in it is evil. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> she okay, so you know she gets the uh, the hit out on her, I guess you could say, and then the the man tells her, the huntsman tells her, run away. She runs away. She finds a cottage. She doesn't know who lives there, but her first instinct is, I'm going to clean up this place and make them food. And so she does that. She cleans up the place and makes some food. And then she takes care of them like she's their mother, even though it's very creepy because they're old men. And then an, a, the evil queen comes along, hands her an apple. She goes, and actually the, the premise for her eating the apple is because she wants to meet her true love. Like, oh, I can't do anything without a man. I must eat this apple. So she eats the apple. She falls over. The only thing she does is she actually takes a bite. That's the only action that she commits to 
propeller story. And then, like you said, Charles, she has to wait for a man to come along to save her. She does nothing to affect her own story. And as I'm watching this, and, you know, my daughter's watching her and just, oh, Snow White. I'm kind of going, don't watch Snow White. Don't don't look at her, you know, because <laughs> she's a bad um, she's a bad role model. I don't want my daughter to be. I want my daughter to. You, you know, can't say yet because we don't, we don't know yet. We don't know which one your good one is. I, well, I want my daughter to chart her own path. And I want her to know that she can do things without a man. How come Frozen's not on your list? I just want to know that. Because if Frozen felt like a very progressive, modern Disney we'll get there. movie. Okay, okay. We'll get there. Okay. How old is Snow White supposed to be? Like, is she a teenager? Is she 20s? I don't know. Because they kept referring to her as the little girl, yeah. the little Snow White. So I took it as she was maybe like 14, 15, 16, something like that. I, I want to make feminist jokes, but I'm not going to. Because I, <laughs> I feel like Mike and I are the ones dominating this. and we, I don't know. Let's let the woman actually have a say in this. Is all I'm <laughs> am I, am oh, I wrong to think this, Kelly? Am I wrong to think that she... Basically, she's she's yeah. Looking at her is like a strong. She's not a strong female, basically. You know, as I said uh, that, you you cut her off, and then I'm cutting her off again. We just <laughs> we're just full of cutting off Kelly today. This is yeah. <laughs> speaking about strong females. Kelly, don't talk. Yes. <laughs> don't you have some cleaning uh, to do? No, I did it already. <laughs> um, no, I. I mean. I, I don't think you guys, I don't think that's an incorrect assessment. I think it's one way to look at it. It's not really the way that I look at it, but I think, I don't know. I I, I would say she is guilty of being very naive, but I mean, when you've essentially been, I don't know, she's been emotionally abused her whole life by this evil queen who's literally made her a scullery maid and that's all she does. Uh, you know, she has a nice, bright, sunny outlook on life, which, in spite of her situation, is, you know, pretty nice, I think. But, um, I mean, if, if her worst quality is being naive and she's a little girl who's never gone outside the castle, I, I think it's just hard to... It's well, hard to really fault her I, I really that. actually... Did you see the remake, um, the live-action one with Kristen uh, Stewart? Yeah. Um, is it Snow White and the Huntsman? Mm-hmm. I actually like, I really like that one because I feel like they gave more character to her. Like she mm-hmm. was a more well-rounded person. They, I mean, I guess they tried to expand everything. Basically, did you guys like that movie? Um, eh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, it was. It was okay. I mean, but yeah, I mean, they did try to expand it a little bit more. Let me just say before we move on to, I didn't realize until we started talking. Kelly kind of looks like Snow White. <laughs> she has <laughs> with my rosy cheeks. Rosy cheeks and. The dark hair and that's the dehydration like, of Tennessee talking. <laughs> Micah's like, <laughs> Micah's like, woman, turn off that fan. It's too loud for the podcast. So, she, so Kelly is literally over there melting, and we can see it. She's getting redder and redder and, and shinier and shinier. Thanks, it's it's Thank funny because it's out. true. <laughs> Kelly, you've yeah, done a good job so far. I will give you two minutes of fan time. Just joking. <laughs> Thank you. I'll give you five, you five seconds for the rebuttal. Quick, Kelly, quick. <laughs> okay, done, done. No. All right, so here's the next one. Little Mermaid <laughs> from 1989. 
Little Mermaid, Ariel from 1989. Do you think that she's my ugly or my good pick? She's pretty, but she's your ugly. Kelly? Yeah, I think I think she's your ugly as well. Yep, she's the ugly pick. Yeah. Uh, and ugly in this sense means that it's so bad it's good. Ooh, pick me, pick me. <laughs> Charles, would you like... <laughs> Let's let Kelly weigh in on this one. Okay, fine. Kelly, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, there's just something about Ariel that, gosh darn it, is so lovable. Like, she is kind of a brat, honestly. I mean, let's be real. But um, but, but she has just this, this curiosity and this thirst for life. She's, you know, on the one hand, it's like, well, be satisfied with what you have. It, sometimes yeah. it's hard to critique these movies because, like, these, these movies, like Little Mermaid, I mean... You know, I grew up on it, you know, they're just so ingrained. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to critique sometimes. But when you, you like step back and look at it, you know, either in a grown up perspective or a parent perspective and you say, OK, what is this character teaching me? And little Ariel has a good start. She has a good first act as far as her character, because her character is independent. She is uh, doesn't just take things at face value she wants to know more she wants to know about the surface world she's bending the rules as much as she can and you know she's a risk taker and i think that that's important for everybody to have to be a risk taker and uh, not just accept the social norm and then she meets eric and it's fine you know she she falls for eric she has a little uh, infatuation with him Uh, but then it takes a turn at one point where the infatuation becomes an obsession (laughs) and the obsession (laughs) is totally accepted and the bad guy in this is her dad king triton he's the one that's saying no you're crazy you're 16 you're not gonna go change your entire life just because you saw a guy you have a crush on a guy and we as the audience are going and i remember you know like how dare he say that she can do whatever she wants if she saw somebody one time and thought that he was cute you know wait you say that as a as a parent now or when you no, first saw this no movie? as in when i first saw this movie now i'm totally on king's triton side and i'd be right behind him going uh uh-uh, girl you are staying down here nail her fence to yeah. the floor that's right you know exactly and so as it progresses and is basically she gets more and more into this and you know her entire goal is just to get a kiss out of the guy changing her body changing her personality changing her you know um disregarding her family she ends up almost causing complete destruction to her way of life uh, her dad almost dies you know uh, the, it, all, all of her friends probably could face a life of servitude and at the very end of it, he just goes, the dad just goes, well, I'm going to miss her. Turns into a human and that's the end. It's like there's no <laughs> lesson learned. There's no repercussions for her basically almost destroying her civilization because she had a crush on a guy. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But at the same time, I want to be where the people are. Yes. I want to see. I want to <laughs> see him dancing, walking around on those what do you call those things? Streets. That's right. You do call them streets. <laughs> and, going, my, and, and even yesterday, we had a birthday party for my daughter. And what is one of the main things we had at my birthday party or at the birthday party? 
That was a Freudian slip. <laughs> it was my birthday one. Ariel. We had a whole <laughs> bunch of Ariel-themed stuff because she loves Ariel, and I love Ariel, and it's the Little Mermaid, you know? I want to hear the part about Bernie. Exactly. When's it my turn? I want, I want you to sing that part. Come on. I interrupted you. I thought you were waiting for us to segue out, but... Um, See, I can't get into it. When's it my turn? What's fire and why does it... What's the word burn? What's the word burn? When's it my turn? Yes. Speaking of it, your turn. (laughs) Kelly, it's your turn. What do you want to say? Yeah, I mean, I would agree. She is is just very selfish in the movie and the epitome of the starstruck teenager. But you just love her. She's so lovable. I mean... You want to punch her and also just give her a big hug at the same time. You want to punch her and hug her. Yes. Maybe that's why it's ugly. Oh, and that is exactly. why. Yeah. And that is why it's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I just did, but okay. Um. All right. So, moving on to Brave 2009, uh, Pixar's first movie officially under the. Um, officially under the Disney umbrella. And uh, I said 2009, I'm sorry, 2012. And it is my good pick. Uh, because Merida, the title character, um, is brave. That's one thing she is. But do you have any other... Does anybody want to jump in with why they think I picked it as my good one? Charles, I see you. Oh, hand. hey, yeah. Hi. Um... Hi everybody, my name is Charles. Um, no, but uh, well, because this one, she they make a point in this movie that she is not just waiting on a prince to come and save the day or help her out. She, in fact, the big scene when they're doing archery, she outshoots them without even having to try. You know, they're they're trying to woo her, and she's just better at everything than they are. She is a fiercely independent young woman, um, and uh, you know, I, I think that's why you picked it for your good one. Um, but I also asked why you wouldn't you have picked Frozen too? So, because I think Kelly, what do you better. think about Merida? Yeah, and I, I mean, I definitely agree with Charles. I was going to say much the same thing. Um, she is strong. She doesn't, <laughs> as opposed to Snow White and some of the other standard princesses. She's not just longing for her true love to come and save the day. In fact, she's like, ugh, ugh, you know, maybe I'll want that someday, but I don't right now. You know, now I just want to be me. And um, all she wants is for her mom to listen and they get in this this argument and you kind of want to just conk their heads together like a couple of coconuts. But, yeah. um, but she is, I mean, her redemption arc uh, is, is great. I mean, I teared up a little bit in the ending scene. I'm not going to lie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a really heartwarming movie, and she's a, she. I mean, she is. She's the epitome of a strong, independent woman. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's basically why I chose this one. Is that you know she she's strong and independent and bullheaded, and she she best represents a sixteen year old. You know, better than Ariel, better than Snow White, uh, better than any of the other princesses. This is what a sixteen year old a lot of times is like. They they're stubborn and they they don't know what they want, but they know they don't want what their parents want them to. Uh, have or what their parents think is best and i also like that it explored a relationship that no other disney princess movie or not many other movie that i can think of explored and that and it's an important relationship and that is a girl with her mom 
you know, a, yeah. a, a girl's relationship with her mom. It's basically the woman who is molding you into a woman as you're becoming a woman, you know, and I think Freaky Friday did it really well. I, I yeah, I love Freaky Friday. I I think I think that is really a good example because they got to kind of see each other's side and and um, the relationship here is not her, uh, you know, trying to please a man and trying to go after a man, but her relationship is trying to, you know, please her mom, trying to trying to uh, get that uh, acceptance from her mom, and. I think that that's a really important thing for girls to understand is that, hey, your mom is, is you know, a, a woman, sometimes good, sometimes bad, that is in your life, that it's an important part, and you need to learn from her. And, and that's another thing. I mean, I totally agree, Micah. Um, and another side of that is that, uh, you know, you talked about the differences in watching movies when you're older and a parent versus watching them when you were younger. And, you know, even though I don't have kids right now, watching it as, as a, an adult, um, you, you see the mom's perspective, too. And she, you feel bad for her because she, she has the best of intentions and she gets so caught up trying to impart all of this life lessons onto her daughter all at once. Like, oh, do this and oh, and forget to do this. And oh, mm-hmm. you know, she just wants her to be the best she can be. And while she's trying to do that, she loses sight of the fact that sometimes you just need to pump the brakes. and Right spend some quality time exactly so i thought that was kind yeah, of yeah nice. and it, exactly it, it tells both sides of the story which i think is really good i also love the scene when it gets this is the one that gets me every time uh it's after she's already turned into a bear and she's kind of built this makeshift uh shelter for them and it's raining and then she falls asleep and it shows a really quick flashback of when she was younger and the lightning goes off and you know she hides under the quilt and or the, you know, weaving tapestry. I just love that every time because it's like, that's still her little girl. And oh, it's just, mm-hmm. it gets me every time. Yep. And also that hair. Yeah. That's, oh that's, my gosh. That. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about how the Disney princess is, you know, portrayed a lot of times as, you know, beautiful flowing hair. I mean, Ariel, look at her hair with the big bangs and, if it's underwater, you know, it's going to be going everywhere. She's a mermaid. And then when she comes up out of the water, it's like perfectly like, you know, 1980s, you know, style. Yes. And, uh, you know, that's even Elsa, you know, and I'm, I'll get into Frozen in a minute. But Elsa, you know, with a perfect braid, you know, it's like, you know, bam, perfect woman all the time. Merida, I mean, she walks with a kind of a, you know, a, a slump on her back and her hair is going all kinds of places. And she just... She wobbles along sometimes. That's what a kid does. That's what a 16, teenager, awkward teenager does. It's sometimes what a 27-year-old does. <laughs> uh, so let me address Frozen. So the reason I didn't cho- choose Frozen, because the Frozen, it, it's kind of the, the same ideas of like, you think that she's going after the guy and the thing that will save her is the guy, but no, it's the relationship with her sister. I think, I love that. I think that is great. Um, the reason why I chose Brave over Frozen is just because I think that um, they're, Anna's just a little too quirky, you know? And she's she she falls into the, like, the, 
the cliche or in her mind she falls in a cliche oh, okay i'm a princess this is what i have to like and i do like the twist that you find out that's not what she needed right so but brave the reason reason why i chose that one is because the whole time the relationship is more focused on the mom rather than you know and she also has this side story with this guy you know gotcha so if these weren't just based on Disney princess movies, would this order stay the same if it was just quality of movie? Or would they switch or would it be different movies? So if we're talking about quality of movie, mm, uh, you see, it's it's hard to compare apples to apples here because you got Brave that's made by Pixar, which is just beautiful, beautiful animation. They're actually Little Mermaid... Have, has good animation. It's actually better than Beauty and the Beast. I'm not sure if you said... I rewatched Beauty and the Beast. The animation kind of has... It's kind of rough at some We're talking Beauty and the Beast. Don't anyway. you do that? And, of course, <laughs> you know, 1937, that was awesome what they were able to do at the time. I think the story of the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs really does drag at times. And there's times that they go on musical numbers and you're like, is this ever going to stop? You know, like the... The washing scene the, where they're yes. all taking baths. Yes. Oh my goodness. That that kind of stuff, yeah, is a little bit. And like when they're trying to creep up the stairs to find yeah. just go up the dang stairs. Just <laughs> um, I think out of these three, Little Mermaid would probably be my favorite. Little Mermaid Out of these three. Out of these not... three. Little Mermaid I think okay, so if you're looking at the story structure, Little Mermaid, yes, is the more um, nicely wrapped story. Better music too. It's got the best out of all three of these. I think yeah, it has the best. I kind of just want you to sing some more. <laughs> no. was, dang it! That's all I got. That's not true. No, uh, it's I know. No, it's not. I'll probably be driving home tonight, singing the soundtrack. <laughs> what was your favorite princess growing up, Kelly? Oh man. Um, it's I, a man? I had. <laughs> yeah. I, um, She's I seem to remember like. <laughs> I seem to remember liking Princess, Princess Jasmine a lot. I, I went as her for numerous Halloweens. Um, yeah. Was a big fan of Aladdin. You were a big fan of Aladdin. She was saucy. Huh? What? Of the movie. Of yeah, the it was that, but, but yeah, it was that it was, vest. Uh, yeah. He just couldn't find <laughs> yeah. the buttons on that vest. No? Flapping so carelessly in the breeze. <laughs> Charles? They're looking at me. Wow. Because yeah, I know you've got a favorite <laughs> Disney princess. How do you know I have a favorite Disney princess? What do you... Because I know you. <laughs> well, the problem is, like, Belle doesn't count, right? Because she's not officially a princess. I, I, uh... I mean, how do you... No, no, she's she's in the... She's in the I like Belle. Princess I like okay. Belle. But I, I don't know. I mean, does she... She eventually becomes one, right? Yeah, so I guess Or is she a say, queen? Is it like it Nala? No, it's her journey to becoming a princess. So yeah, I like Belle. I'd say Belle. She's actually a good one too. She and I would have I would have picked her because for probably Act One and Act Two, she is you know a very good role model. And then I think Act Three, she just kind of falls into the oh I have to <laughs> go back to the beast. Uh, you know, she's Belle. You came back. Like you came back. It's it's so good though. It's so good. Also, she won't kiss him until he's a human. I mean, come on. She's got standards. <laughs> Give the beast some love. She's, she's dying. 
No, they fell in love during the snowball fight scene, and you know it. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for the live action with Emma Watson. I'm excited. I'm excited about that, too. I think it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Although they were talking about um, Ewan McGregor. He's doing the voice of Lumineer the Candle. Um, and he was really working on doing a French accent, but apparently he never quite got it right. He thinks he sounds more Spanish in it. And if you listen to the trailer, the teaser trailer, like you hear him in it, he doesn't sound French. It's kind of funny. This is Scott, a Scottish, yeah. Scottish actor doing a French okay. accent. But I guess it was the guy from Law and Order doing the French accent for the cartoon. So, I can't oh, think of his name. What's his name? Uh, oh. he, he passed away, but I can't think of his name. Really? Anyway. So, you Sam know Washington? what? No, no, no. Sam Watson's still alive. And he's probably listening to the podcast. He's very offended right now. Yeah. Sorry, Sam. Sorry, he's Sam. a longtime listener. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, isn't this great? Where else can oh, three people... Oh, the song. No. <laughs> Dang it. Where else can three people sit around, three adults sit around and talk about their favorite <laughs> Disney princesses and really pick it apart, too? Why <laughs> they're good we women and not good women. This. Yeah. So it's Jerry Orbach. Um, I can't. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really ever watch Law and Order, so I don't really know. But that's the guy that did the voice of. No, oh, really, it looks like him. Wow, he looks like Lumiere. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's uh. He's People cool. Google Jerry Orbach and he died Lumiere. in two thousand four. But yeah, <laughs> I, really, like if you look at them side by side, they look like each other. So, guys, thanks for listening. And uh, we have a a special thing. One reason why we're kind of like I said at the beginning, we're churning these out a little earlier. Yeah, it's a good thing you remembered because I was just like, oh, wait, wait, don't wrap up the show because we got to talk about more stuff. So um, at the end of August, uh, that um, is our two-year anniversary of doing the podcast. So um, to celebrate our two-year anniversary, we thought of... We batted this around for a long time and thought of how can we basically bring sequels into it. And we were thinking different sequels, different sequels. But what we came down to is, you know, you know, there's a lot of episodes that we either want to do again or we've heard fans uh, before say, hey, you know, modern Ro- or um, classic tearjerker. Why didn't you do this one for it or something? No one has said that. about and, classic <laughs> Yes, they have. Yes, they have. And. Uh, so, you know, we, we decided to go ahead and give the fans the choice to be able to vote on which episode you think we should do as a sequel. Now, this will be a poll that we put up on Twitter, and we're going to put it up tonight. Yes, right? yes. We're going to put up the poll tonight. It'll be up for a couple of days because we have to watch these movies. And uh, they're going to, we basically picked our favorite episodes that we did personally. We're going to put that out there. I want you guys to vote on which one you think that we should revisit. And then we'll pick three new movies uh, in the genre that are the good, bad, and ugly. And did we decide, are we doing it collectively? Or is it or is it the person whose initial, like, picked it? Like, if it's, you know, slasher movies, I, w- I wouldn't be able to do more. It would be Right. More- so, yeah, if, like, for instance, you vote on slasher movies, and um, then Charles were not to get to pick the slasher movies, Kelly and I will figure out. Some slasher movies. Do you guys pick three movies between you? Right, exactly. That sounds difficult. Yeah. Okay. We can do it, though. Are you? Okay. It was hard enough with three people picking three movies. I'm just going to throw a dart. Are you? (laughs) Three people picking three movies for the Christmas one, as you recall. That was pretty hard. Mm -hmm. It was hard. Well, our Santa Claus ones, I mean. Yeah, that was difficult. So, there was a lot of text messaging going back and forth. 
mostly about how I wanted any movie but Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Check us out. Uh, it's just awesome.com. Also, our Facebook is just awesome and our Twitter, Good Bad Podcast. And if you want to check out what we're doing on Here There uh, series, then it is the Here There series on Twitter. Yep. And, uh, oh. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just think it's funny that the the episode where we're talking about women empowerment and how you know girls voices matter i almost forgot kelly it's your pick (laughs) (laughs) have a good one bye hey guys okay you can't cut me out just yet there will be another episode next week and here's what it will be well it won't be next week it may be it may be sooner than next week i don't know we gotta get these out pretty fast yeah yeah, who knows Yeah, we got time to watch it, but it'll be sometime really soon. (laughs) So (laughs) I am really excited about this next topic. Um, And I think you guys will be too. I hope you will be. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Micah can't stop laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) The man is saying you can talk now. (laughs) Oh, thanks for that permission, Micah. So... This episode is going to be hag horror. Oh, good. And oh, good. This just fits perfectly. <laughs> Great. Oh, so, man. so Don't girls, that. That's... these are the girls that you should be like, and next episode, okay? <laughs> Here's some to scare the pants off of you. Um, all right. So the picks will be in chronological order. Uh, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane from 1962 Die, Die My Darling from 1965 (laughs) Yes Oh, is it ever And A Little Gem from 1970 called Flesh Feast Whoa (laughs) Oh yeah Oh yeah It's gonna be a real hoot nanny of a time (laughs) Flesh Feast starring Sex Test (laughs) What kind of movies are you making us watch? (laughs) What's her name? I can't even think of the actress in Sex Test What is it again? Why am I blanking out? Yeah, starring Mae West I just said Sex Test, it's starring the whole movie (laughs) Mae West It's not though, is it? Just so so we're clear Flesh Feast, what's it called? Flesh Feast? Flesh Feast. It does not Flesh star Mae West. Veronica Lake. Okay. No, it does not. It stars Veronica Lake. Oh, man. Oh, Veronica Lake. She's the is she the blonde that's kind of like Marilyn Monroe? She's, she made the peekaboo hairstyle famous, that like across the eye number. It was very mm. famous in the 40s. She's like ultra sexy, but now she's, she's feasting on flesh. <laughs> she's feasting on flesh, yep. All right. Wait, wait. So. What year was Feast of Flesh? Or Flesh Feast? <laughs> 1970. How okay. old is she in it? Is this another one of the? This is another like 70s. <laughs> we'll woman? find out. <laughs> She's, I believe, I believe she is 50 in Flesh Feast, but oh, she looks goodness. much older. Can you say what? Hold on, one thing. I know we're trying to wrap this up. Hag horror. What is what is a hag horror film? Just so we're clear before we, because I feel like we should say that before we end this episode on a weird note. Okay, so hag horror. It goes by a lot of names. Um, it, it's also called Haxploitation. It's also called... What? <laughs> I, I know. I didn't come up with this. Okay, guys. Haxploitation. Um, 
<laughs> it's also known as it, it's probably the most professional and descriptive term is, Mike is lost uh, over here man I'm hiding behind my microphone just... uh, so the most professional descriptive term is grand dame guignol what? which actually <laughs> which, which means and bear with me here um, <laughs> Un go ahead. grand dame guignol is based on this um late 19th century um, theater of the macabre. It's from Paris and it was, it's kind of this, this horror setting where things are just in, meant to push the limits of what is acceptable and gross you out. And they judge their success on how many people vomited in the aisles. I mean, it's things like eyeballs getting gouged out, um, you know, flesh being ripped apart and people getting stabbed, all kinds of things like that. So that's the guignol aspect. The grand dame comes in the hack whore. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, I'm really losing it here. Um, so these are ladies. It can't just be any type of macabre horror. Uh, this is a very distinctive subgenre in the 60s and 70s where these these formerly glamorous, um, really famous top billing actresses like Betty Davis, Joan Crawford, all those gals, um, they have gotten to the point. They are not that old, particularly by today's standards, um, but they back in their day they had gotten past the point where they could Hollywood would allow them to play quote unquote leading ladies anymore so they took these parts in horror movies and it just got to be kind of a way for them to grasp back on to their former success um some went on to make more movies after this it revitalized their career and others it just killed it as we'll find out um I'm sure yeah. it will Okay, so that's actually coming up soon. Uh, yeah, we don't know when. I mean, like, it could be next week, could be tomorrow. Who knows? So, uh, thanks a lot for listening, guys. Have a good yeah. one.